uh, this is Sylvester McCoy. Uh, you're listening to Who Made Who and uh, Me Made Me. And uh, my mother and father did the same. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight, and we are back to talk number two. This Jodie Whittaker, spe- I don't know how to describe it. Usually I'm just like, season 13, because I, I, Ben, yeah. I, don't, I don't get your strange ways uh, over <laughs> there in the UK, but these television specials, there are three of them. Uh, one of them was really the same special we get every year, which is the mm-hmm. New Year's slash used to be Christmas special, uh, yes. Eve of the Daleks, which you, if uh, memory serves, we both found to be, eh. Yeah, it was precisely what it was. Yeah. And in an attempt to one-up that performance, we have Jodie Whittaker special number two, Legend of the Sea Devils, and the Sea Devils are an old Doctor Who uh, villain, I guess? I suppose, technically, yes. I guess, although the way she describes them in this episode makes them sound not like villains at all. Although the ones that are in this episode, I guess, are villains. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about the episode. Geomagnetic anomalies caused the TARDIS to land in China, 1807. Where, of course, everybody speaks with a British accent. Uh, whereupon <laughs> the doctor, as is tradition, yep. uh, <laughs> whereupon the doctor, uh, Yasmin Khan, and Dan encounter the pirate queen, Madame Ching, and a younger villager, Ying Ki. After Ching accidentally frees a rampaging sea devil named Marissus from imprisonment. Ching reveals to Dan that uh, and Ying that she is searching for the legendary sailor Ji Hoon's long lost treasure. The Doctor and Yaz discover Ji Hoon apparently made a pact with the Sea Devils, but was betrayed. Cannot trust uh, the devil is in their name. Uh, they infiltrate the Sea Devils' undersea lair, of course, uh, bluffing them into expecting Ji Hoon's rebuilt ship and find a free. Ji Hoon from Stasis. Oh, they find and free him. He's in Stasis aboard the ship. Um, I didn't write that sentence, everybody. The doctor (laughs) learns the key to Marissus's imprisonment. Ying's gem that he inherited from Ji Hoon's trusted crewmates' descendants is necessary for the Sea Devils to flood and colonize Earth because, you know, they're bad. The TARDIS's crew, Ching, Ying, and Ji Hoon, engage the Sea Devils in a sword fight because pirates. Uh, the doctor uses the gem to disrupt the sea devil's plans, but Jihoon sacrifices himself to ensure the sabotage succeeds. Ching recovers the treasure, uh, and all is good and well. Afterwards, Dan attempts to uh, bond and connect with Diane, and the doctor reluctantly rejects Yaz's feelings for her. 
Ben, what did you think of the Legend of the Sea Devils, or just the Legend <laughs> of the Sea Devils, if you want to be correct? Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a dump squib, appropriately enough. Um, <laughs> oh, so damp. It yes, it was. I, I mean, there's there's quite a lot of stuff going on, but somehow sure. sort of nothing. But the, the 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 thing that caught me straight away in this episode mm-hmm. was the fact that. Very unlike Doctor Who of 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 these days. Yeah. Um, visually, like oh, a yes. lot of it was piss poor. Not good. Um, I mean, like I guess they got <laughs> borrow the line from Boris Johnson. They got the big things right. Yes. Um, they got the uh, you know so like you know floating ships and all that sort of stuff. They looked, they okay, looked okay. The big ass sea monster. Take it or leave it, but it was okay. They had some um, shots that were really good of it. Yeah. Um, but the, like I so said, the swords were the one that really bugged me. Um, <laughs> the swords on the ship were awful. The the statue at the, at the start, um, that whole scene was terrible. The cracking of the rock, like yeah, the one f- thing that 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 really bugged me out of the gate because one thing mm. that uh, CGI struggled with over the years, uh, less so yeah. these days because it's gotten a lot better, is recreating people, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing it's always been able to do relatively good is recreate stuff like rocks and water yeah. and uh, things like that, uh, where there's less uh, complexity to it compared to like a human face or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And these looked pretty. These looked like pre two thousand eight visual effects for rock and things like yeah. that. Exactly. Uh, and- like the budget ran out. Well, and I, I assume that's literally what happened. Yeah, um, it, it definitely. <laughs> this was a this was a quick. Does anyone have a copy of Adobe After Effects at their home? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the writing was was quite clever. Uh, I like yeah. the very brief discussion about the the term "sea devils" being used. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good reminder, albeit quite late in the episode, as to who the fuck they actually are uh, when I yeah. was explaining that to Yaz. Um, the, uh, I, I felt a wasted use of Madame Ching, who is a, a fascinating character from history. Yes. Um, I, I only know really quite a lot about it because of um, one of my favourite uh, podcasts is a show called You're Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you should go and have a listen. Um, it, it, when I... I Listened to that fairly recently, the one about her. Uh, so yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a misuse, or um, I don't know, whatever of her. Yeah, um, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, the it, I didn't, I didn't entirely understand the point of the episode in some ways. Because, <laughs> no, me either. I mean, we're getting to you know the the final episode for for this Doctor. Yes, and you know, Doctors go out with a bang ordinarily usually and, yeah and 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 they, they there tends to be a build up of of sorts yeah, um, david tennant specials are a are a big like mm. those are i mean he's the last doctor for whom they gave this treatment to and yeah. his specials they weren't like there wasn't one overarching story that completely connected one episode to the next but mm-hmm. In the underneath, like in the layers of it, you felt like 
you know, the end was coming. And there is like a good Jodie Whittaker line at the very end of this episode, but it's the only thing that ties anything together to the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm conscious of the fact, although it's also a weird fact, that this was the uh, first episode, I think, written by Ella Road, mm-hmm. who, um, a bit of an odd time to start writing for for who right yeah. the, the <laughs> second to last episode yeah yeah exactly um but i don't know whether it was her contribution that was particularly poor i feel like it felt more chibnall it was co-written with chibnall obviously yep um so maybe it was something to do with that uh john bishop um who you know i i've warmed to in this role uh, had very little involvement of yeah. any interest at all. The best part um, of his involvement in this episode was him coming out in the ludicrous pirate outfit yes. that somehow he was dumb enough to think like Yaz was being honest with him and not joking yeah. around. Like she thought I looked good. And Yaz was over there kind of like laughing with her hand over her mouth. Like I thought that was funny. She just pulled a prank on him and he was dumb and fell for it. And I'm like, Oh, that's cute. Uh, but he doesn't do anything really for the rest of the episode. No, and, and also I'd be conscious of the fact that if you're, if they're going to carry on doing this thing of using comedians as part of the, 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 the TARDIS crew, yeah. then really yeah, you probably need to stay away from just having the comedian in there as an actor, mm-hmm. literally just doing yeah, comedy, low rent comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it just seems a bit daft. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I remember, um, uh, you know, the, the sort of the, the term being used all over the place when the trailer for this this episode went out was swashbuckling. Yeah, um, and. You know, my swash was barely buckled at all. Yeah, I was going to say, um, my, my buckles were hardly swashed. Right? I mean, <laughs> it, it just... You know, the, the, and then you get the, the, I mean, the weird scene on, on the the pirate ship with the sword fighting where you're thinking, well, how have these people all suddenly become competent sword fighters? Yeah. Is, well, the doctor I'm not surprised with, but... No, the doctor, of course, but yeah. um, the rest seemed a bit odd. Uh, it, it, uh, Maybe it's all in the All look. of this... Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I haven't even touched on the stuff with um, Yaz and the Doctor. I, I mm-hmm. didn't. I, I presumably that's the end of that storyline, effectively. And in which yeah, case, yeah. it begs the question that a lot of people asked actually fairly early doors, which is, what's the point of this storyline? Why did you do it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'll be honest with you, Ben. Uh, mm. This show is like. Boring, boring, I'm bored, what's happening, I don't care, I guess, uh, whatever. And then I always, uh, and by always, I mean since like the two episodes or whatever prior to this where they've even remotely hinted at it, I found the stuff between Yaz and the Doctor to be compelling and interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been... It didn't seem true, did it? I mean, it, it, this episode, it seemed to just... yeah. There was no, none of the authenticity was there that we'd seen in, in the previous stuff. Yeah, it's sort of, well, I mean, and they're also bringing this up at the last minute, like hell of, hell of a, a huge amount of timing here to, you know, bring this up. I mean, you know, Yaz, the character, doesn't know the Doctor's about to die, but, um, you know, it's just a weird time to, it almost feels like it's been brought up and they're like, ah, we need to get rid of it now. Um, but almost, almost like it was a throwaway to... I don't want to make an assumption and say like they just did this to check a diversity box to be like, 
I hope you feel represented now by our program. Uh, but the way that it was introduced and then dismissed felt kind of like that, which is a shame because I found like, I think their chemistry together is good and I found it interesting and I wanted to see it develop, but you're not going to get to see it develop. And, uh, yeah, I, he, like that feels like the rug's been pulled out from under me a little bit and they've definitely mm. done romance with the doctor and his companions before obviously yeah. most famously with the rose thing but it's not the only time that's ever happened uh for that sure that was all believable yes uh, and, yes and, and this this had the groundwork of feeling believable and yeah if it had yeah. another season or so to you know to mm -hmm. to build the groundwork up from it Yes. And you could, you know, I, I wouldn't feel particularly, you know, bad leaving that storyline um, in the hands of um, Russell T. Davis, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, of course. You know, the, the writer of literally the most successful, I suppose, volume of queer television, yeah. you know, in, in history. So mm -hmm. that would be fine. Yep. Um, but obviously this do you know what it feels a little bit like to me and I, hmm. I hope I'm wrong but it just feels a little bit like um, there's a touch of uh, sort of well I'm going out the door so I'm slightly sabotaging it from Chibnall yeah um, it, it it just has I know, we know he can do better because when he has been good during his run you know he, he has produced some great work yeah I agree but, like uh, a lot of this just felt some, some of it felt phoned in the, the, the episode production felt phoned in mm -hmm. um the it, it, i don't know i wonder if this yeah started life in some different way yeah. i mean even you know it's the first time it's the first time i can think of actually since uh the, the reboot of who yeah where we've seen um a, a, an alien character although again strictly not an alien character i suppose um who you know who had no articulated face or mm -hmm. not beyond, you know, the bare minimum. I mean, again, maybe a budgetary thing. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, uh, why I was, bring them back if that's the case? You know, I was going to say my thing with. I don't know if the sea devils in the their original appearance move their mouths. Uh, uh, they didn't. I don't think I'm trying to remember now. Okay, well, like yeah, then, you know, even if they didn't, they had an excuse then because that was 1984, yes. I think. Yeah, Honestly, so. I'll, I'll give them credit for, mm. at least from for most shots, I thought they did a fine job with the Marissus prosthetic. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like they, they had, like, the little vocalizer keychain necklace thingy yeah. that, like, okay, we're understanding, like, they don't vocalize through their mouths like this. And mm. the head had some, like, movement. The eyes blinked, and there was some, like, musculature underneath and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then they had about, like, 20 other sea devils who were just wearing rubber masks that didn't move yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah, I think that, that was the problem, is that... Yeah. I mean, you, you can literally see on the screen where the budget ran out for this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, this that, felt, that's never a good thing. This felt very much like we signed on for three specials and we're going to give them three specials. Darn it. But we're using all of our budget on number three. almost. <laughs> yes. Almost. Well, I mean, absolutely. Uh, all of the uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, uh, this I mean, there was just there's. It was a treasure hunty episode. It was just, it was just there. Um, mm. 
the I, I think a lot of people have been really slagging it off and you know absolutely yeah. slating it and i know it sounds kind of like that's what we've been doing but yeah the, well i mean the ai the ai score episode. yeah the ai score of this is only one point lower than eve of the daleks so Christ. uh that was a 77 oh, this is a 76 actually. yeah um mm. i thought this was honestly i thought this was worse than eve of the daleks i thought eve of the daleks had at least uh some interesting ideas or concepts in it um this was just i uh like i was interested in like madam ching like learning about mm. but there's like nothing there like you said they, they almost had nothing like they have things to do but it's not in like an engaging or interesting way like this just felt like an episode in the middle of a se- it didn't to me and and look maybe it's a maybe it's the wording and how Brits use the word but to mm. me if you're going to call an episode a special mm. i'm expecting something special and this yeah. was not this was an episode this was an episode of doctor who where there was one slight hint about what's coming in the next episode and to be fair i thought it was a great line delivery by jody whitaker where they're skipping stones her and yaz and she's skipping Mm -hmm. stones at the end and she's like you know make a you know make a wish and she's like okay i wish and then yaz is like you're not supposed to say it out loud and she's like where i'm from you do and she Mm -hmm. skips the stone and then she says i wish this would never end i thought that was a great line delivery Mm -hmm. it's a little on the nose because it's like everybody knows that the next episode is where it ends and also it's it's an echo of tenants line isn't it yeah and that's the other thing it's like like that was a good line delivery but it's not Mm. i don't want to go uh yeah like it's not you're not going to top that so don't don't approach it um they approached it itself by the way the the the, the actual plot to because it's easy to lose track of the fact that there was a plot in this episode because (laughs) yeah it it was i mean the the, the, the yeah the florida lamar um part of the story made made no sense if you think logically about Doctor Who, but okay, that happens sometimes yes. because because uh, yeah, wibbly wobbly, yes. Wibbly, exactly. Um but like but actually the the sort of story arc in the episode for um both for Madame Ching and for the, the Sea Devils mm-hmm. kinda sort of didn't really go anywhere. It it, it I mean yes it, it has a start, middle and an end, but no part of the story had me going, ooh. I just watched it and went Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's all finished now. It's just odd. It's just very odd. It was yeah. nice to see the the fact they've remembered the whole thing with Diane. By the way, that was that was. <laughs> they didn't just um, leave that hanging. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's nice. I mean, <laughs> I've forgotten about it, but um, but I thought that was nice. Um, I, I weirdly, I now find myself looking at Dan as a character, and kind of he's the one I might at the end of this go oh he was cut off in his prime a little bit mm-hmm. um, Yaz I feel like we've sort of seen start middle and end more or less for her yeah um, Jodie is well as we said before she's something of a victim of, of the way yeah. the show has been written I was going to say I don't um, want to say I feel bad for her I hope she had fun doing this role well like she's already like the, the 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 sort of stories that were kicking around of you know her saying you know once I'm done I'm done. Yeah. Um, I noticed that that's been dramatically reversed lately. There's been quite a few things that have popped up where <laughs> so I can't wait to come back. Saying, yeah, yeah, and and you know I, I I said this before. I'd like to see her written by Russell T Davis because I yes. suspect he would fucking nail it. Yeah, um, he's pretty but, good at that. 
Yeah, I, I, I think we're, you know, the, the Chibnall Index has, well, it's sat rusting in the corner at the moment, isn't it? Because <laughs> yes. we kind of know where we are on the Chibnall Trust Index, which is pretty fucking low. I mean, you know, it has the arch, right? But, mm. uh, you know, far left is very little trust. Far right mm. is very high trust. And right now it sort of feels like the needle is broken and it's sort of just dangling, pointing downwards. Uh, How much retcon are we going to need, though, for yes. for for the stuff that he's done? I mean, mm-hmm. as I say, I don't want to just do the usual thing of going, ah, Chris Chibnall's ruined Doctor Who. I mean, right. he's not fucking helped Doctor Who. Uh, no, um, he's not he's ruined it, but... The bold steps that he's taken yeah. have been bold steps, and they've been interesting, and, and something good will come of them. It already has in some ways. Yeah. The, the problem now is that in, in doing what he has done to Canon... Uh, there's going to there's gonna have to be quite a lot of working around stuff that if it had been going somewhere, I would mm-hmm. totally have been here for the ride. But, it, uh, you know, so much of it's left up in the air. So much of it was given a resolution, but in a kind of unsatisfactory way. It, it, it's just yeah. it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the best thing he's done was make sure Jodie Whittaker was part of the show because I think uh, she's been really good in her role. It's just been the material that she's been working with, uh, which has been sometimes hit many times miss. Um, and sometimes writing this damage has been extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although it's still doing numbers that if TV shows were doing those numbers in the United States, uh, they'd be considered, well, I don't know. Uh, BBC is public, right? Uh, public television. So if they were doing those numbers on, actually they would be considered like pretty middle of the road if they were on like Fox or NBC here in the United States. Yeah. I suppose. Um, Yeah. There are, there are things that get worse uh, viewers uh, overall, but uh, you know, nowhere near where it was. No. And I always think there's quite an interesting um, thing about appointment to watch TV. Uh, which I know doesn't really exist anymore, but yeah. in so much as it ever does, Doctor Who has always been one of those things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so when you see the number, you know, 2.2 million viewers on the overnights, that's but then rough. see that it was the 11th most watched program of the day on um Not British even top television. 10. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that is very telling. I mean, Considering where it was, yes. Yeah, and there wasn't much in the way of major television events going on that day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, bad times. A lot of this uh, almost feels like a, like a lame duck session while we're just waiting for Because all of the hype mm-hmm. I've been hearing about uh, Doctor Who is almost entirely centering around Russell T. Davis is back. Uh, and you know, that doesn't speak. It's not like the, have you seen the episode, this episode, or have you seen this arc or, you know, where's this going? It's, you know, somebody's somebody new come is coming in to run the show and we like him. Uh, you know, I I had a lot of high hopes for Chibnall when he came in. Uh, I, I, I liked some of the previous stuff that I had seen of his and I thought, Oh, this will go in an interesting and new direction. And it did go in interesting and new directions, but it, off more times than that, I think didn't really pan out, uh, mm. translating it from pen to paper to on the screen. So, uh, mm. we, we shall see any final thoughts on legend of the sea devils, Ben, and what would you give it? Uh, no, no final thoughts really. Um, what would I give it? It's, it's tricky. I'm not going to do what the independent did to it, by the way, which was give it one star. Oof, it wow. I would not give it one. It's not yeah, a lot higher, it. but it wouldn't give it a Agreed. one. 
at the indie gave it a kick. Sorry, it's not even called the independent eye as it's called now. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but uh, oh God, what it, it's decidedly average and a bit disappointing. So that sounds like it's going to be a two to me. Yeah, I get. Well, I gave it a two and a half. I thought. I guess now I'm feeling a little more generous than you and I railed against this episode. Um, like there were moments where uh, maybe you know I'll settle. I'll settle for two and a quarter. How about that? Because um, you're not wrong. A lot of the visuals in this episode were not up to snuff. Uh, they were not standard fare, at least for recent Doctor Who. I mean, they were maybe something you'd see during uh, like season one of the mm-hmm. the reboot maybe maybe those are visual effects you'd see there but it's not whatever uh 2006 7 whenever that was mm-hmm. um it's not then anymore and uh, yeah it's just a lot of stuff really didn't pan out uh, an uninteresting uninteresting villain uninteresting well, interesting historical figure, but presented in an uninteresting fashion. I was about to say, how the hell do you make that <laughs> historical figure boring yes. when that historical figure is fucking fascinating? Yeah. Uh, take one of the more interesting aspects of the show in recent episodes and, you know, relegate it to a couple of minutes for you, then write it off, essentially. Mm. Uh, you know, boy, they better got, they better have something good set up. Well, on that subject, though. The centenary or whatever it is called, Ben. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they released a trailer. uh, And a whole bunch of stuff is going to be in this episode. Uh, You can talk about the companions coming back in just a second. But Mm -hmm. uh, the Master is going to be in this episode. Daleks and Cybermen are going to be in this episode. So, yes, this is where all of the budget is going. People (laughs) were... Who jamboree. Right? Well, people were wondering if we were going to see other Doctors in it. But I don't think that we are. But... Uh, yeah, they didn't sound like it, does it? No, it doesn't. They did make some other and uh, like returns though, and you were mm-hmm. far more familiar with them than I because they are uh, callbacks to the pre Eccleson era of of who. Yeah. So by all uh, means, yeah, so, well, so I, I should say actually one of the other um, rumors I, I saw the other day is that um, Bradley Walsh might be nipping back briefly as well. Really? So oh, that, that would be nice. Me. Yeah. Um, so no, this the, uh, predicted on this very show uh, an eternity ago. Yes, uh, was the return of Ace, played by so- Sophie Aldred, mm-hmm. um, and lo, it has come to pass. Uh, she is back, and so not predicted by me on this show uh, is the return of Tegan. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> Peter Davidson's. Um, uh, sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. So Doctor- Tegan, um, yeah, uh, she. Yeah, she was number fours. She uh, was a uh, an Australian air hostess, or, she, or she, I think she was about to become an air hostess for a moment. I haven't seen that episode in a bloody long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Logopolis, I think it was called. Um, yeah, so she sort of appeared around the time that kind of big fans of classic who like it was it was the big names in terms of the companions so you've got adric in there um yeah. you've got uh turlo uh, i think chameleon maybe at that time as well so like um all of that going on i have to say i found tegan vastly irritating as a character but <laughs> i suspect that um you know much like janet fielding she's she's become older and she's probably going to be slightly more um well, palatable, I guess. Yeah. At this point. Um, she, she's, she's of course been, um, you know, she's done the audio 
drama stuff many, many times. Uh, she last... Um, well, she was in The Five Doctors, of course, as well. So uh, there's all of that. And I think the last episode that she ever did was a very brief um, cameo in season 21. Uh, I don't recall the name, but it, even then we're talking, you know, mid-80s times. So um, that's, you know, that, that's where she's been. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with Tegan, but because I can't, I have to say I can't entirely remember where we left her story-wise, which I know Whovians will be cross at me for. Um, but Ace, now that's quite interesting. So um, I don't want to ruin the book for people, but of course Sophie Aldred wrote a um, a, a Doctor Who novel uh, fairly recently. Uh, the audiobook of it, by the way, is superb because she does a really quite uncanny impressions of uh, at least four of the doctors um, <laughs> oh, wow in including hers uh, and it, so yeah, McCoy, you know yes. yeah it's it's no small feat and she does it very well yeah um so maybe we should uh, maybe we should get her to do the the reading of the uh <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. her to do the plug at the beginning of the podcast. Let's boot Sylvester out of there. He's been in there long enough. Let's get a uh, let's get Sophie well, Eldred in there instead. Yes, you're listening, Sophie. Um, but yeah, but so do if, it if you, as if you've not, Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course. If you've not if you've not read um, at Childhood's End, uh, or I have to say, I would genuinely say get the audiobook. It's it's actually better um, in a number of ways, I think. Mm. Uh, but if you're not if you're not done that, go go get it. And I suspect you might want to do that before the special because i presume um that that book it was adopted as bbc it's it's as far as i know it's being treated as canon um so i, I would uh, i'd get on that but yeah. so her um her storyline uh in that book I, I won't give away but what we do know about her is in that book she has set up an organization um and that is a Trying to think how to say stuff about it without giving it away. Mm. Um, she she's been busy um, doing uh, not entirely dissimilar work than she perhaps had been doing uh, previously with uh, with uh, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor. Right. Um, it is something they could easily build upon here and and build into this uh, centenary episode. And I kind of hope they do. Mm. Um, she, if they don't, if they skip that out and sort of wreck on the book from us, what we'll have is, of course, you know, her period with the Doctor was was sort of, um, what would you call that? I suppose it was brought to a somewhat crashing end. Um, the 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 last time we were aware of what happened to Ace, uh, she'd effectively been deserted by by the doctor not entirely his fault but um nevertheless um so it'll be interesting uh, if we now see dorothy mcshane as she's known um in uh, the present time uh, so that is from the book um mm -hmm. because she is a, a recluse she's a um, a millionaire uh, and she's basically a philanthropist uh, she has an organization called a charitable earth Oh, ACE. <laughs> I um, see. Uh, yes. uh, she, in the book, knows Ryan, uh, Graham, and Yaz. Oh, okay. Uh, she, yeah, she has met 13. 
Um, mm. And and she has pretty much squared up to the doctor about you know what the fuck were you doing leaving me where you left me you bastard. Right. Um, so you know that there's a lot's happened in that book that is it's an enjoyable journey and if they link it into this then it'll be great i suspect they will because in the trailer i know it's a very it's quite a close shot but you see ace and tegan stood in what looks like some sort of fairly modern workspace type environment um and you'll notice that it's like um sort of camera and lighting equipment that looks like it's there for um, sort of creating some sort of online content or something. So I suspect we are going to see a charitable earth uh, as where they are now both working, I suspect. Right. Um, so how they pull that in, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Um, in terms of the the other sort of returning stuff, uh, we know that, you know, all, all of the current fam are in it. Uh, we know that Vinda... Um, will be in it. We know that Kate Stewart's going to be in it. Uh, we know, obviously, um, Ace and Tegan. We know that we're going to see the Cybermen, although not quite sure which version, um, where you can get a clue from the visuals, but not so much. Uh, we're going to have the, the Master of the Dialects. It's a big old jamboree, and that's mm. great. I'm really pleased that we're seeing Sasha Dowan uh, back in it. Yeah, he's, um, he was really I, good. I still miss Missy, but um, oh, Sasha yeah. Dowan was a, a superb uh, re- replacement, I suppose. She's in um, another show right now, Michelle. She's in the, the one with um, about the air stewardess. Mm-hmm. Uh, with somebody else from people. another thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't remember. I don't remember what it is. But whenever whenever I see her, I'm like, oh my god, it's Missy. Uh, like a really good show. And of course, what we don't know yet, uh, but I think we're about to find out way before we hit October, mm-hmm. um, is who the next Doctor will be. Right. Um, this is what I wanted not, to ask about. Right. So unless you're not keeping up with it, um, the latest th- list that I've had at time of recording, um, we've got Lydia West is obviously still in contention. That's mm-hmm. largely a link to the Russell T. Davis thing. Yep. Uh, she was she was excellent in It's a Sin. She yep. would be a, a superb choice. I'm not sure whether she's quite got the weight to do the role but mm-hmm. i guess we'll see um hugh grant is the um somewhat bizarre uh one he's the been... dark horse <laughs> yeah I, I i still don't entirely know where that story came from I'm i mean not, i'm sure he's either you know i'm sure he's denied it if it's not true i haven't seen i it. mean i'm sure people just watched him chew scenery in paddington too he was mm-hmm. amazing in that movie honestly and absolutely i was <laughs> Like maybe they just watched him in there, and they'd be like, you know what, he'd be good in <laughs> Doctor Who. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird choice. Um, yeah. Fazio Akinadi is also uh, one of the potentials. Again, though, this is a you know, it's obviously down to the connection with Russell T. Davis. He was in. Yes. Um, uh, oh God, which one of the two was it? Was it Banana or Cucumber? Banana, I think. Um, so you know, he's a, a bit of an obvious link. Ollie Alexander is still apparently in the running according to the bookies yeah um i I, what's weird about that is that i i I just literally cannot see ollie alexander as the doctor i i I can't imagine he's you know i I quite like ollie alexander he's Mm -hmm. he's quite a light-hearted soul and he's he's quite fun when he's intense he can be sort of suitably intense but okay he doesn't quite have 
well, he, he def- definitely doesn't have the gravitas for the role, which is mm-hmm. just the reality of it. Um, uh, Tanya Miller, uh, I think, was somebody else in the running again from um, yeah. years and years. In her case, is her link to Russell Davis. And if yep. you've still not seen years and years, I, I insist this very second you go and find it and watch it because it's absolutely bloody brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've left one out. Who have I left out? Um, oh, Omari Douglas. Yeah, uh, who I think is still in the running. Let me have a quick look if I've had a list somewhere from the bookies and I can't find it. Um, again, though, a link to Russell T. Davis is uh, Amari played Roscoe in It's a Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, a brilliant character and a, a fantastic performance, I have to say. Um, could well have the gravitas to, to, to play the Doctor, actually. I don't think his... Um, like I don't think his range was really that much on display in uh, in It's a Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly for me, because I just think he's, I just thought he was absolutely adorable in It's a Sin. Um, is everyone's uh, favourite Welsh boy these days, uh, Callum Scott Howells. Um, he uh, oh, he has a very central role as uh, Colin in um, in It's a Sin. Uh, n- yeah. Not as far as I can find anywhere in any sense linked to it. Um, but is that because they're deliberately not mentioning the actual candidate? Because if that's the case, Nathaniel Curtis, if we're also looking at you know Russell T Davis's favourite uh, performers, mm-hmm. uh, excellent in It's a Sin, um, really could potentially have that kind of gravitas. I'm not sure. Um, one thing seems fairly likely though, that just on the you know playing the odds, Tanya Miller or um, Hugh Grant obviously would be, you know, comparable ages um, to doctors we've, you know, seen in the past. Yes. Um, Lydia, Fazio, Ollie, and uh, Amari would all be very young doctors. Oh, yes. Um, in fact, you know, anyone from, certainly anyone who came to sort of fame through It's a Sin would be very young. Um, still quite young if we're looking at the banana and cucumber sort of cast era yeah um, i mean if again, you want to reach those matt smith level of mm-hmm. i mean that's that is where doctor who found a lot of its youth audience and that's where a lot of it sort of disappeared when they're like okay back to old guy and exactly right yeah yeah um, um so ben, yeah i mean ben, there's, there's, go on. may i comment on one thing before mm. before we go because we are talking about the mm-hmm. the next doctor and presumably this is something that does get leaked out beforehand mm-hmm. uh, well not always but th- this time they've for some reason they've already said they will be announcing it really soon and they, they, i presume they're doing that for a very good reason and i know i'm about to quote an article from the sun Ugh, u.s edition if you must. Which can't be even better. Which has, I don't know, would the US version of The Sun be worse or better? I suspect it's probably worse, actually. I yeah. Don't know. I've never they have an article about who the new Doctor Who would be. And they cite uh, bookies as well, but they don't leave mm. a link to where these bookies are from. So it sounds like they're just making it up. But they're odds on favorite. And I'll tell you why I think I would actually be interested or think like or think that they might do this. Although I'm thinking from a United States television business perspective and not necessarily from uh, a British perspective. I don't know how in line they are. 
But according to the U.S. version of the sun, with uh, odds that, you know how sometimes you get like six to one odds and things like that. This Mm. is six over five. So like (laughs) practically guaranteed. Yeah. uh, They're claiming that the new doctor will actually be David Tennant. Nope coming back to play the doctor. And I'm like, this is bullshit. You're just making this up. They do have Amari Douglas. Like they've got people that everyone else is talking about. Mm -hmm. Like Amari Douglas, Ali Alexander, Lydia West is on their list. Although they have Michael Sheen on their list. Um, And they have, uh, that's a, just a sort of wish list type. Yeah. They do have Tania Miller. They have, uh, uh, Michaela Cole on here as well. Mm -hmm. They've got the names that we've seen bandied about. Yeah. It's not going to be David Tennant. No, I mean, I don't know. I know why they're well be back, but he's not coming back. I've definitely heard. I've definitely heard uh, rumors that he's going to be appearing and they do mention in here. They say, according to the daily record, the actor is already set to return for a handful of episodes to celebrate the Mm -hmm. show's uh, the series 60th anniversary. Uh, which makes no sense why he would be the new doctor. But um, but I could see, like, it's bullshit, but I could see why they might go that route, especially if the show's been uh, struggling. Go back to what worked. And yeah, you, oh, could, absolutely. you could even make an excuse that it's he's not returning to exactly David Tennant because he's going to look a little bit older than the last time we saw him. But, mm-hmm. you know, in canon, you know, that's the whole weird regeneration thing. And you could set the precedent for a doctor, uh, regener- uh, you know, a Time Lord regenerating as a previous version. Um, it seems like if everything is randomized and there's no particular path that it takes, it feels like the odds would be astronomical that you would come out looking as you did once before. But, you know, it's Doctor Who, it's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. I could see in the hands of a of a far more cynical outlook where they're like, we need to bring the show back. What do we do? We have Russell T Davis. Why don't we bring in Russell T Davis's doctor? And we're just going to smash the hell out of the nostalgia button and see if that works to bring back mm. the audience or whatever. I mean, and it would work in the sense that he would be great and he knows how to, and Russell knows how to write for that character. And I'm sure it would be good, mm. but um, it also would feel it a little, feel- yeah, I think it would fall flat. Actually, I, I don't. It's po- it yeah, it's it. possible because it feels like that that rendition of the Doctor had such a perfect arc that ended so memorably. He's a treat as a returning yes, yes. guest to it, and yeah. and you know, it's it's great for all of those those mm-hmm. reasons and. You know, he's. I guess he's sort of the Tom Baker of the of yeah. the reboot, isn't he? In many ways. And um, so who? I'm happy. Well, I was going to say that the other interesting thing about this episode, and this is, I think, the well, it is the first time um, that that it's ever been done. Mm-hmm. Is this episode is being repeatedly um, described as feature length. Um, oh goodness! It would appear we are getting something very close to a ninety minute episode, mm-hmm. um, which. I'm kind of okay with that actually because there's yeah. clearly going to be a, a shit ton going on in it, and you know that's that's yeah that's important. Um, Who's your money on then? Because I'm I'm way more unfamiliar with these performers than you are. So 
Like, mm. and you've got a, you're a little closer to the ground there, literally, and mm-hmm. uh, might have your finger a little bit closer to the pulse. Like, where do you imagine they go? What would be the least surprising pick for you? Um, Tanya or Tanya? I'm not sure. She, I'm not actually sure how she pronounced her name. Mm. Um, I, I could imagine. I could imagine her as a doctor, but then uh, I don't know. Um, Part of me kind of thinks, actually, that, you know, th- this list of names is just because it's, you know, oh, who's Russell T. Davis written for lately? Who yes, like? yes. Well, I mean, because that's what happened with Chibnall, right? He brought in Joey yeah. Whitaker. So, yeah. yeah. and Makes sense. You know, I mean, most of them aren't particularly linked to BBC stuff either. And so yeah. that makes me slightly question whether they're likely to appear on it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what, I don't think it's Hugh Grant. Let's start with that. Yeah, um, that's a shame. I, though. That would be fun, I think. Yeah, I think they're going to play some games with David Tennant. Um, mm. There may be some... It's not inconceivable. There may be some weird story of where the Doctor somehow is David Tennant as, or as 14, but right. like 14A or something. Yeah, yeah Doctor has yeah, yeah. done that sort of stuff before. Um, I'm not sure we've had the name yet. Mm-hmm. I, I I see where all of these names have come from. I and it might be it. none I, of them. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be upset with any of them. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be surprised by a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 not a hundred percent convinced that we've that we've got an answer as yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, well then, everybody, uh, that is the podcast for now. Uh, no official release date for the Sedentary episode, and we're I think they're calling it that because it is the. It's uh, just a centenary because it's the BBC's um, centenary this year on October yeah. the well, that's October the eighteenth, uh, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so, which eh, I would say the window is between there and the holidays. Um, but they won't make it so close to um, Christmas and New Year. Because, yeah. Well, that's if there is a Christmas slash New Year episode yes. of Doctor Who, of course. This I may act as that. Whether they're going to announce the new Doctor soon because they're filming something imminently that you know can't easily be hidden mm-hmm. um and if they are then presumably based on the time of year yes. it is that'll be for that episode yeah no title release yet although i'm sure that they have one uh it's the yeah. 300th production episode of doctor who since the reboot so lots of stuff going on here uh mm-hmm. jamie jamie magnus stone is directing chris chibnall's writing it uh and it's the send-off for Jodie Whittaker. So hopefully they've got something good planned. The trailer looked like fun. So uh, we shall see. In the meantime, everybody, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, it's a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of different ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and geeklymerch.com. Links for both are in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Who Made Who. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us a little bit later. And I'm not going to give you any more details than that in 2022 to discuss the 300th... There's really no way to say this. The 300th production order episode of Doctor Who. Doctor Who.